Welcome to the K&K Process Podcast, presented by Katherine Colbert and Keith Farrell. These are your process safety partner podcasts for observations into process safety activities, observations into all 14 elements, and other activities associated with your PSM world. Please sign up for a process safety partners podcast on iTunes. Like us on iTunes and share us with your fellow workers. And then go to our website at knkprocess.com to receive updates on our podcast and other information and activities. Contact K&K Process for your process safety needs. With over 45 years experience in process safety and safety activities, we'd be happy to help you. Today's activity is going to cover process hazard analysis. The need to perform useful process hazard analysis has been mandated by the OSHA CRF Title 29, subsection 1910.19 and EPA CRF Title 14, Part 68. The levels of information necessary to perform PHAs can only be anticipated to increase as the growing need is to cover more and more activities in a process hazard analysis. Companies are now strained to accomplish quality PHAs on minimum resources while preserving levels of analysis. This is so much truer today with the downturn in our industry. This understanding on first appearance would seem to be contradictive. However, a proper application of training, technology, information management can achieve your PHA objectives and goals. This podcast will show you some of the principles applied to create a prompt and appropriate PHA. One of the things to consider in a PHA is how long are you working with your personnel in a tight closed room doing a, let's be honest, a tedious activity that is necessary and required. You have to consider the needs of the people in the PHA. You have to have your most experienced personnel in there or as best as you possibly can maintain for the PHA for the duration. So how do you best use these resources? One thing to consider is, it is a very mentally draining and tiring activity. I myself have led quite a few PHAs and have come across this several times in which at the end of the day your team is just almost exhausted from the concentration and focus. Because we have to remember that the PHA is not a normal activity for your most of your unit and operations personnel and engineers. Those of us who have been trained facilitators are used to this activity and can handle a longer day of this activity. So there we get to the crux of the problem. How do we keep our personnel fresh and alert for the duration of the PHA? I'm sure a lot of facilitators out there and participants in PHAs have noticed that the PHA tends to drain off toward the end of the PHA. This has to do with the tiring of the personnel. So the question I ask and the question that needs to be answered is how do you keep the personnel refreshed, alert, and moving? Well the first answer has always been is give plenty of breaks. But breaks can only give temporary relief to the activities you're doing. Even still, breaks interrupt the flow of thought that you're working with. Whenever you have a break, you have to reinitialize and you lose a little bit of time in doing this. I'm not saying that breaks are unnecessary. What I'm saying is breaks need to be used in a very judicious way. Making sure that people are getting the time for whatever needs they need to do, phone calls, emails, or personal needs during the PHA. 
So the other consideration on this is how often do you take breaks? My opinion is breaks should be done as necessary. I've had hazard assessments in which I break every two hours. I've had some we break every 30 to 40 minutes. It depends on the personnel. A good facilitator needs to watch these things. But these are just things you pick up over time as you facilitate a lot of PHAs. The thing I'd like to talk about today and really get into, other than just the breaks, is talk about the technology. We have allowed ourselves to, to miss an opportunity. And this opportunity is the fact is that the traditional PHA is projecting the text on a screen and putting the PNIDs or drawings or other documents in front of the people. Now, what this does is cause them to cause their focus to shift from one point to another over and over and over, which means they must refine their location every time they move their eyes. This takes time. It is hard on the focus it's hard on your eyes my suggestion to you and for you to consider is look at the monitors on your computer screens the computer industry has done an amazing job of creating an ergonomic system that's not straining to your eyes that you can look at a computer screen for hours on end without any tiring of your eyes the colors and intensity is designed just for that activity Therefore, we have to think about how can we utilize this technology better? Because let's be honest, projectors are not designed to be looked at for hours on end. I don't know how many meetings I've set in on and tried to read text on the screen and after so long, your eyes get tired. You start losing focus and then you lost your participants at that point. So my suggestion is, is take the text off the screen and put it on monitors in front of each of your personnel. This can be simple done with some simple technology. There's all kinds of ways of routing the systems. You can have a splitter to split a single screen to your multiple members, so where the text on the facilitator or scribe screen has been in front of the people. This gives them the opportunity to have this thing in their eyes, and so they can also help you edit the PHA as you're working the PHA, and it's much easier. This gives the ability for everybody to see exactly what it is in a comfortable setting. The nice thing about monitors nowadays is they've gotten very cheap. Small 15-inch monitors are $100 or less. 17-inch or larger are getting cheaper by the day. The cording and cables almost cost more than the monitors do. A simple HDMI splitter can split 5 to 10 ways. And since it's a digital signal, you have no loss of clarity. This gets information right to the screens in front of the people. The other thing you can do is, since you have control of their monitors, you can present other digital information you may have, such as specific drawings that you may want to look at, documentation from mechanical integrity, MOCs, PSI, investigations and MOCs. That way everybody's seeing the same thing at the same time. And this can be designed so everybody has the same opportunity to read everything. Now the next question everybody has is, well, how about the, the drawings, the documents, the PSI? I have found through my work that if you put a drawing on the screen, people can follow abstract drawings much easier than reading text. It seems that the human mind is able to interpretate lines and drawings much easier. The second thing is, if you put the drawings on the screen, you can expand that drawing to a specific location and focus people's ideas on 
where you're working. So what I've done for this is I've gotten a document camera. My scribe is handling the screen for the text of the PHA. I'm handling the documents for the PSI. Then I use brightly colored markers, uh, not pens and things like that, but like a piece of brightly colored orange plastic or something that really highlights it to show people exactly where I am. I will also give a set of drawings to people for notes and other things that may be taken. But there again, they can look at the whole drawing. Most of the personnel are quite happy to see the drawing on the screen. Then we have the placement. We want to make sure that the operators and engineers and the other technicians and people in the PHA have a reasonable way of looking at everything. So the monitors must be set at a specific height to not block the screen, but just right below the screen in their vision. So I kind of do a semicircle around the projector. This way everybody has the same clear view of the screen and their monitor. So you're looking up and down much easier than trying to look over and around things. I never try to put people at the end of a table close to the screen with their monitor because this just wears them out. I try to keep it a semicircle and if you have to you can have two rows of people. The screen can be as big as you need therefore you can make your information available to everybody. With these activities you're able to keep your team refreshed and vitalized throughout the PHA. Secondly, with a scribe, which I do prefer to have a scribe because it does save time and effort, you can monitor your team's activities and their moods at the time. Are they ready for a break? Are they continuing on? Can they work through a process? And I have found if you have this simple setup and then watch your team, monitor them, facilitate you'll find the team is still refreshed at 5 o'clock in the afternoon even though you start at 8 in the morning. I had this ha I've had this happen several times. I'm tired from typing, the scribe is tired from typing, but the team is still fresh because they haven't strained their eyes trying to interpretate the information that you've been putting on the screen. So we come down to the last little bit of advice I would like to give you. Always give your engineers something to color with and write with. And make sure that whatever information they write down, I like to use red for subtract and green for add. This way we keep everything clear what we want to do. So, let me ref ref go back over this one more time. Is Use computer monitors to put your text on. That way your HAZOP screen or your what if or whatever PHA you're doing is in front of each of the personnel. Put your drawings and other mechanical systems on the projector system and use some kind of indicator to show the location you're talking about. That way you can make sure people understand where you're moving in the process and everybody's on the same point. It can be very discouraging to have people who get lost. It takes time to get everybody caught up. The last thing is, is watch your breaks. Make sure that personnel are getting refreshed, that they're not being bothered by other things because they have other things in their mind because you're not taking sufficient breaks for them. The last thing I always let people do is if you need to stand, let them stand. Moving around shouldn't bother other personnel if, you're, if the facilitator is controlling the process well. 
Well, I hope that this podcast will give you some insight on helping your PHAs. This is also a good way of building a media room that makes it easier to look at MOCs, investigations, and other activities that require a lot of focus and information. I have moved this into MOCs and investigations, and this works quite well. So this use of technology will help us generate a better, maybe not a better study, but a more refreshed team that allows them to think and focus on the study as they should be. Thank you for listening to the K&K Process, your process safety partners for, for your observations into process safety activities. Please sign up on this for this podcast on iTunes and like us on iTunes and share us with your fellow workers and friends. Or sign up at our website at knkprocess.com to receive updates for this podcast and other podcasts along with other information activities available. For any of your process safety needs, please call K&K Process. K&K Process has over 45 years experience in process safety and safety activities and we would be happy to help you as your process safety partners. Thank you very much for listening today and have a good day.